Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoy Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries. And what is our subject today, Vince? Oh, we're still on the same subject from last time. The last time we were together, we spoke about uh, chap- Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. Uh, it says, and now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel, which means the good news. So we were saying last time how, you know, we've gotten away from uh, preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom. And uh, I believe we've uh, started just doing church instead of Having, we're having a good church service with a lot of feely, touchy-feely type stuff and not actually teaching. And, and that's what Jesus did. He, he, the scriptures say he taught the people. He taught them in the synagogues, by the seashore. He went to people's houses, and he taught them. He taught them about things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And those things pertaining to the kingdom of God were totally different from what they had been previously taught. So I believe as leaders, pastors, five-fold ministry apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, we're, st- we're to still be preaching about this kingdom that Jesus came to set up, to establish. And it says in, in Isaiah, it prophesied about this coming kingdom, and, and Jesus is coming. It says, unto us a, a son is given, and his kingdom shall rule forever. It says the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his government shall endure forever and that government was god's way of doing things and we kind of got out of that in the church and we're just doing things our way instead of god's way and basically that's what the kingdom of god means or the kingdom of heaven doing things god's way and god's way is always found in god's word (laughs) it's real simple (laughs) you know sometimes what happens in the church i think as much as anything else too is we fall under the same um, kind of things that the world does. The world says, we are going to change things with the political system. You're going to elect certain people, and that's what this is how we'll change the world, and we'll, and we'll do it through the U.N. And I think even as Christians, sometimes we forget that the world's going to be changed because of the power of Jesus Christ and, and people believing in him. It's not going to depend on who gets elected or who doesn't get elected and where our church is going to throw its support, what candidate we're going to be behind or what party we're going to be behind. What people need to hear about is the good news of Christ. Right, because he has his own government. God has his own government, and it's not of this world. But, and he goes so far to say that we're citizens of heaven, and he wants us to bring heaven's reality here on earth. And, but, I, but I talk to people, at, as Christians even, 
whose attitude is, boy, if we could just elect more Democrats, the world would be, we would get back to the way we should be. Or if we could just elect more Republicans, we would get back to the way we're supposed to be. And the, the world's problem is a sin problem. And right. Democrats aren't the answer to a sin problem. Republicans aren't the answer to a sin problem. The U.N. is not an answer to the sin problem. The only answer to the sin problem the world has is Jesus Christ. Right. And, it, and it's people who are grounded and rooted in the truth of God's word going out and letting their light so shine before men that they will see their good works and glorify God. That's what he told us to do. Jesus said, I, I, I'm going back to heaven, but I want you guys to occupy Occupy means conduct business for the kingdom. And he gave us an, a manual on how to do that. And he gave us the fivefold ministry. It says he gave us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And the next verse, verse 12 says, why? For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. And I believe the work of the ministry is to go and make a difference on the earth. Remember, he said, pray this in line with this. Thy kingdom come, his will be done. Where? Here on earth as it is in heaven. God's desire is to bring a taste of heaven to earth, but he's going to use us. We're the body of Christ. We're the hands and feet of Jesus. Jesus is the head of the body. We're the rest of the body. So we have to go out, again, making disciples, teaching people about this way of doing things. In God's way, it may not make sense, but it makes faith, and he watches over his way. He blesses his way of doing things. So that's what he wants us to do. Again, it's not going to, politicians aren't going to bring the kingdom. <laughs> they're not going to bring the kingdom. The kingdom's not going to come through politicians unless they're grounded and rooted and sold out for Jesus. That's just what I believe. Right. And, you know, the U.N. isn't going to be the answer to any of this stuff. The Who we put into Washington or Sacramento or wherever won't be the answer. The only answer for the world is Jesus Christ. Well, and everybody needs, the Bible says, eventually every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And not just saying, oh, Jesus is Lord. No, you're going to submit to this kingdom that's superior to any man-made government. This, this kingdom of God is superior, and, and we're citizens of that kingdom. But we have to not be conformed to this world. But we got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. we got to renew our mind to this kingdom. And speaking of that, over in Luke chapter 17, verse 24, it says right here, verse 20, it says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees, oh, who, who was the Pharisees? Wasn't those religious leaders? Yeah, look, when the kingdom of God would come, because Jesus was always talking about the kingdom of God. So the Pharisees say, well, when is this kingdom going to come? No, is it going to be next year, now, when? So then look what Jesus said. He answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Meaning you ain't going to just see it. Look what, what did we say nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. He said, it's, it's in you. So, and I believe it's in you because when you get born again, you get the Holy Spirit. The greater one comes and lives in you. And you said it last time, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And that, so it comes through the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. And it comes as we plant the truth of God's word inside of us. And this morning I was listening to a teacher from one of my spiritual fathers, and he was talking about the difference between the fact and the truth. Well, well, Jesus said you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But we like facts. Facts make sense. They're logical. The truth is like a mystery. You have to 
dig in to find the truth. And, and we're walking, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are truth. So God's word is the truth regardless of what the facts look like. Yes, the facts look like this nation is, is going down and all the political politicians are doing that. But we have the truth inside of us because we have the word of God and that's the truth. And that's what we have to demonstrate on a Monday through Saturday. We have to demonstrate this superior kingdom which we're a part of. We're citizens of heaven. So his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in order for that kingdom to manifest in the natural, we have it has to be planted inside of us. It has to be planted us in this God's word. You know, we always come back to the scripture, and um, it's one of my favorites, is that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Can't get away from that. by the word, <laughs> yeah. but we need to change our mind. The world has taught us certain things. We have come to believe certain things. What we need to do is change our mind. Our mind needs to be transformed. It needs to be changed, and we need to begin to agree with God and all the things that God teaches. We hear over and over from when we're kids, depending on how old you are, that you deserve a break today. You deserve to have it your way. And we hear these kind of things, and pretty soon we start to actually believe that I deserve to have the world my way. I deserve to have everything my way. We... I deserve to be number one and and always be number one. Well, God says that we are to esteem others above ourselves. So what are we going to do? Are we going to believe what we've always heard, that I deserve to have it my way, I, I should be in charge, or am I going to believe God when he says that I need to esteem others above myself? It actually turns the world upside down. The world says you look out for number one. God says, actually, you put other people above yourself. So we are constantly in a choice where am I going to believe what the world has always taught me, what I have always heard, or am I going to believe God? Which is the truth. Scripture said, let God be true and every man be a liar. And I wanted to ask you, where did you get that? That thinking that that you just talked about? Well, television, of course. Well, well, we know where you got that one, but where did you get the truth at? The Bible. Right. <laughs> so that's where you have to go. And that's what's going to ignite your faith back on fire is getting the truth. Because Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Again, he says, my word, the words that I speak, they're the truth. And he is the truth. He is the, the truth. The truth is a person. Yeah. It's Jesus Christ. So so we know we, 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 and that's what the enemy uses. He uses the mass media to help program you. He, he does it deceptively. And I was just thinking now, I heard a pastor talking about this the other day, uh, like uh, one of those burger places. I ain't going to say the name, but what does a girl washing a car with a bikini on got to do with a hamburger? <laughs> well, or a what car, it? you know, they're selling right, a car right, the right, same right. way. <laughs> well, see, that's what the enemy uses, the mass media. Again, that's why we have to take over the media, Christians who are grounded and rooted in the word, because we have to take over Hollywood because Satan has a stronghold on that particular demographic in that industry, so he's putting out images that he wants to put out. Well, what what does they what do they say in the ad game? Sex sells, right? right? Well, they know people are visual. So again, that's part of this kingdom. Remember, he says the kingdoms of this world will, should be brought into submission or under the kingdom of God. God wants every kingdom to bow down to the superior kingdom, but not only bow down to start thinking like that. I was just. Listening to what you were saying, well, you got that out of the word of God. And so your mind is renewed to what the scripture says. 
So now I guess you're not conformed to what the world says because the world's told you this, but God said this. So are you going to be a man pleaser or a God pleaser? And right. that's and, every day. And we all have that. And you're exactly right. I love that you said that because that's the choice we all have every day. Right. Not just, You know how easy it is? And I've, I've heard people, other pastors say this, and I've said it myself, how easy it is to come to church on Sunday, dress a certain way or act a certain way and look like, man, you're really good. Oh, yeah. And then on sh- Monday, just kind of do your own thing. And so this is what we're talking about isn't just a Sunday thing. Or somebody said, well, I go to church even on Wednesday, or my church meets on Thursday, and I go then too. Like, I'm really hardcore because I go twice a week. This is about everyday living, where the rubber meets the road, or am I going to believe God, or am I going to believe man? Well, or I'm reminded what Jesus said. He said, you should know a tree, you will know a tree by its fruit. So I'm looking at your tree, I'm looking at you, and he likened us to a tree. I'm looking at Christian's as a tree and seeing what are you producing you we should be producing what the bible says we should be producing fruit to righteousness and we know what the fruit of the spirit is as you're developing spiritually that's what you should be producing we should be looking more and more like jesus every day in our thoughts in our actions and everything because he's the pattern son he said he came to not only redeem mankind but to show us how we were originally meant to operate again the scripture refers to him as the last adam well we know what the first adam did and brought on to mankind but the last adam came to fix what the first adam messed up so he should be our pattern and, and i know it's a lot of people think that's corny but i still believe it's relevant that wwjd i think we should always what would Jesus do? Isn't it interesting, though, how there's fads? I mean, what was I, that? I think 10, that's one that years? should never go out. Right, but uh, 10, 15 years ago, everybody was wearing a little bracelet. Everybody was talking about what would Jesus do. And now all of a sudden, you don't hear that very much anymore. Right. And and, and I, I it's interesting because I pulled up on a car yesterday, and it had a WWYD. And it, and it said what that means. It says, what would you do? Think for yourself. Well, if I think for myself, I, I do whatever I want to well, do. See, that's, that's, that is that's the that's selfish, lie right? That the that's devil the, has been telling from the beginning. Right. Because what did he tell Eve? He said, "If you eat this fruit, you'll be just you like will God. know the difference between good and evil. You'll be just like God." Uh-huh. And so that then, when she realized that the fruit was good for knowledge. She wasn't hungry. It wasn't like God said, man, you guys got to starve while you're here. She had all to eat that she wanted. He convinced her, the devil, that all she had to do was eat that fruit and she would be just like God. She would know the difference between good and evil. And she said, that's what I want. And which would allow her then to be God for herself. Well, when you say, when you see that thing, what would you do? Think for yourself. That's as a, the same lie the devil's been telling. Do what you want to do. Forget what and God not, says. And that's what I said. I say that ain't nothing but a big old lie right there. I'm not, I'm not doing what I want to do. That's I, the I'm original gonna, lie. Right, right. I'm going to submit to the kingdom of God. I'm going to do what God tells me to do because he's my Lord and sh- Savior. He's my great shepherd. And I have an instruction manual on how to conduct myself and how to think. Again, the Bible says, as a man thinks or believes in his heart, so is he. So if I start thinking in line with the Word of God, so am I. 
Well, see, and that this is the original lie even all the way back. That was the devil's big problem. Here he is in heaven. He's an angel in heaven, and he doesn't want to submit to God, and it causes his rebellion because he wants to do it his own way. Well, like you said, what he told Eve, you'll be just like God. That was the biggest lie that he told. Basically, he was saying, you're going to be just like me, fallen. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't mention that part. Because yeah, right, yeah, he wants to oh, take as God many people. said you would die, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. pay any attention yeah, yeah, to that. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, yeah. not going to happen. So uh, we got to, you know what, uh, back to the kingdom of God. He's, Jesus said it's, it's within us. And it, it, gets as, it gets in us more and more as we study the word of God, as we meditate on the word of God, as we receive it and allow it to see, because the scripture says in Luke, the seed is the word of God. So as you plant that seed in the good ground of your heart, it talks about that in Mark chapter 4, the various heart conditions, stony ground, thorny ground, uh, the wayside, stony ground, thorny ground. Then there's good ground. Those are all heart, heart conditions. And he says, whichever one you receive this seed, this word of God on, on it, that's how it's going to produce. If, it, if, if you allow your heart to be good ground and sow the seed on it's going to produce a hundredfold. It's just like in the natural. I can't go out on Highway 32 where they, the old dump is, and, and they wouldn't let you plant anything there because the ground was contaminated. Well, it's just like us. Our hearts are contaminated from fallen man, so you have to cleanse your heart. You have to clean out the garden. Before you go start a garden anywhere, you're going to clean the ground up first, right? Well, he says that do that with your heart, and not only that, receive. Don't have a hard heart when it's concerning the truth of God's word. That's one thing you don't want your heart to be hardened. The scripture says many times, in the day that you hear his voice or his word, harden not your heart. So allow your heart to be good ground and let that seed be planted and then grow it up. Grow it up by watering it with more word, meditating on it. It'll grow it up and your mind will, you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You'll start thinking like God thinks, and that, it, that will increase your faith. The more and more you hear God's word, and meditate on it and speak it, your faith develops. It increases. You're, you're, the scripture says we're being conformed into the image of Jesus. That's good news there. See, and, and here's the key. And Always remember, we're talking to believers. People say, well, I, you know, I have faith. What we need to do is grow every day. If you're in a place in your life, I'm going to talk seriously to people here. If you're in a place in your life where you think you have all the faith you need or you have mm -hmm. all the love that you need or you have all the things that you need, you don't need to hear any more of God's word. You're, you're better than the people that you know and work with and live with. That's a dangerous place. We are to be growing constantly. We are to be conformed to the likeness of Christ constantly. Don't ever think, well, I... And I know you, Vince, I know a lot of people out there listening have heard somebody say, well, I read the Bible once. That's not enough. You need to be reading the word every day. And every day you will get something new. I have read scripture over and over. And then all of a sudden, like the 10th, 15th, 20th time I've read it, all of a sudden it's like that proverbial light bulb in the cartoons. It goes off and God says, this is exactly what I'm saying here. And so... Once will not be enough. You are never, ever going to have all you need in this life. You need to constantly be in the Word, learning, growing. As, you know, the garden is a perfect analogy for the Christian. We need to be growing all of the time. If you're not growing, you're dying. Right, right, right. But you know what? After you grow in that garden, you do get to reap the harvest of your labor. And, but then there's next season. Next planting season. Remember, the scripture said in Ecclesiastes, as the world remains, seed time and harvest shall never cease. 
So anyway, we're always planning and growing. And I was just thinking of something as you were saying something about knowing everything, thinking, well, you read the Bible once. And again, the Bible, God's word is, is, is forever pregnant, meaning it's always giving birth to new facets of revelation. And that's what you got. That's what we all get. You can read this scripture and in the 15th time, you got a boom, a greater revelation of what you had previous. Because just like a woman's pregnant, she's pregnant, she's one month pregnant. Well, now she's six months pregnant. She's still pregnant, but she's bigger. Now she's nine months pregnant. She's still pregnant, but she's bigger. And then blue, bur she, the harvest. She has the baby. That's the harvest. Uh-oh, if her and her husband get back together again, there's planting season again. So that's how the word of God is. It, it, it's forever giving birth to new facets of revelation. And I was reminded of another verse of scripture. It says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. The mighty hand of God represents still the word of God. So you got to submit. Submit means to go up under, like submarine. Submit, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will, what, exalt you in due season. Oh, so I got to submit to what God said, and he will exalt me. Well, he'll, if you do what God says, that's why I'm so, I'm always encouraging people not to just be a hearer of the word, but a doer. And God will promote you. He'll, he'll give you increase. He'll give you more wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. Because he, 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 everybody else, we can hide our heart from men, but God knows our heart. He knows if your heart's good ground well, or bad see, ground. Right. Well, see, here's, a, here's a, the interesting thing about that is I could see you do something, and I see what you did, but I have no idea why. And so people do good things for bad motives. People do bad things for bad motives. People do one of the, the interesting thing. The great thing is God not only knows what we're doing, he knows why we're doing it. Well, that's why he said, don't do anything out of selfish ambition, but with lowliness of heart. You know, people, <laughs> people will, you know, you look at somebody and you say, man, they just gave this huge donation. Why? What was the motive? We don't, we don't know what their heart was. We, was it taxes? Was it whatever? We have no idea what the motive of their heart was. It may be a pure as the driven snow. It may not be. We don't have any idea. But God always knows not only what we do, he knows why we did it. Well, he created us. He knows us. The scripture says he knows every hair on our head. and They're all numbered. He, I don't know how many hairs you got on your head or I do, but he knows. He's all knowing. And we have to... We just have to submit to that and believe that daddy knows best. <laughs> See, and it, and it goes back to what you said earlier, you know, humble. I love that word. We got to humble ourselves, which is kind of the whole theme about what we're talking about today is this idea of it's easy to exalt ourselves. It's easy to want to do things our own way, to do it according to our own thinking. What we have to do is humble ourselves to God. We have to say, I'm going to put aside my own thinking. I'm going to put aside my own desires. I'm going to listen to what God says and I'm going to be obedient to that. I'm going to follow that. I'm going to put him ahead. Well, there's another scripture. I believe it's over in James or Peter. It says, submit to God. So the way I submit to God, remember God and his word are one, just like wet and water. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee for you, from you. So as I submit to what God said, and, and I resist the devil, meaning don't do what Eve did. <laughs> That's re she didn't resist the devil. She submitted to the devil. So submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. 
And that's anything that, because the devil these days, he, he's deceptive. The Bible says don't be ignorant of his devices. Man, he's good. Right. He's been doing yeah. it for a long right, time. Right, right. He's really good at it. But he'll work in your thought life. That's why God tells you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He'll work in your mind. So we have to love the Lord with all of our heart. So, again, we was talking the other day, and I know I'm kind of switching gears here. Faith in God will still work if it's in your heart and doubt in your mind. But as we develop spiritually, what's in our heart will move our mind. <laughs> yeah, our mind has to, mind has to be transformed. Right. We, we as Christians have got to begin to believe God, to whatever he says, I'm going to believe it. I don't care what the world has always told me. I don't care what my family's always told me. I don't care what I've always thought. This, whatever God says, this is what I'm going and, to and believe. And this is one thing God says, let the weak say that I'm strong. I love that scripture yeah, too. You said he let the weak. Say, let the weak sit around and talk about how weak they no, are. No, no, no. But, but see, and I hear Christians all day and they'll talk about the facts instead of talking about the truth of God's word. So if you, we start lining our speech up with what God says, getting in agreement with what he says, and we'll start seeing some transformation in our life. We'll start seeing some manifestation of this kingdom of God. It'll start manifesting. If you think about the life of Jesus as he went about those three years doing his earthly ministry, everything he said, and he said, I don't say or do anything that the Father hadn't told me, but he saw whatever he said, even to the point where he cursed a fig tree. Spoke negatively to the fig tree. It withered up. He spoke to the lepers. I was just reading a verse of scripture. He spoke to 10 lepers and told them, they, they yelled out, son of man, cleanse us. And he says, done deal, basically. Go show yourself to the priest. So Jesus was a faith man. He believed who God says he was. He believed he had what God says he had and he can do what God says he can do. And he did it. Then he tells us to go to do the same thing. So again, the scripture over in James, or I think Peter, it tells us to practice righteousness. You have to practice it. Just like somebody on a sports team, you may not be good at it the first week of practice, but if you keep practicing guitar, whatever it is, long enough, you'll eventually get good out of it. So if we keep practicing the things of God and practice renewing our minds, practicing. We, we have to actually make a decision to make that a priority in our life. Right, because you have to. If, if we just kind of cruise along, other things will always be there. So we have got to make that a priority, following God and believing God and trusting God and having time for the word, having time for prayer. It has to be a priority in well, our life. Well, that's probably why Jesus said, seek ye first <laughs> the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. And in the scripture, it talks about all those things that pertain to life and godliness will be added to you. So that is priority. And a lot of people don't want to put God first. They want to put everything else first, and, and they'll squeeze God. They use God as a spare tire. Well, or, and I know people have done this. I've, I've probably done it before in my life. You lay down your head on the pillow, dear Lord, and the next thing that happens is, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to wait to the end of the day, if you say, I'm going to wait to the end of the day right before I go to bed. That's usually too late. Well, you need to, I, I acknowledge God as soon as I get up in the morning. I, I greet him because I, I figure he's in me. So when I wake up, and, and I, I just say this, Richard, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Jesus. And then I go into prayer time. So I guess we're going to wrap it up. This is the end of this segment of Faith on Fire. We pray that your faith was ignited. And I want to leave you with these final words. Uh, we walk by faith and not by sight.
If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.